Hope will arise out of the ashes of our past broken relationships, fractured families, and personal struggles. Come walk a mile with me as we allow Jesus to clean out the mess and organize the rest. Welcome to the Bridging Broken to Breakthrough podcast. I am your host, Maria Wingard. Grab your shoes, lace them up as we start strolling through this week's episode. Continuing with the Offendable Me series, this is The Bridge, Part 1. I stand here with a match in one hand, gas can in the other, while contemplating burning this bridge. Humans are incredibly predictable, even though we pride ourselves on uniqueness. As the knife penetrates me, my blood puddles to your glee, following suit with despicable me, we both bow a minion knee to the evil disguised predictably as a fence. Offense protects me. Offense equals offense. That's all it is, really. A hard, stony heart building a fence between us. If you've not seen Despicable Me, supervillain Felonius Gru has his pride hurt, also known as becoming offended, when a rival steals something before he could. Offended at being shown up, he then gets all of his minions to embrace his offense and work towards outdoing the rival. Oh, how, quote, life imitates art far more than art imitates life, Oscar Wilde. We are living in a time of offense. Everyone is in such heightened state of frenzy that the most innocuous, harmless, or offending conversations are impossible to have. Simple preferences cause scathing replies. <laughs> this is how social media works. Me. I prefer mangoes to oranges. Random person. So basically what you're saying is that you hate oranges. You also failed to mention pineapples, bananas, and grapefruits. Educate yourself. <laughs> there is a reason the Lord said, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Once you've harbored anger overnight, it becomes virtually impossible to eradicate it on your own. Bitterness and offense become the cheering section, enabling a victim mindset. You can be victimized by a legitimate wrongdoing, but not end up a perpetual victim to what was done to you. I was introduced to a fascinating perspective and literal Hebrew translation of Psalms 139.24, quote, see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting, end quote. This word wicked in Hebrew is only used in four passages of scripture. It means, quote, an idol as fashioned, also pain, bodily or mental, an idol, sorrow. So let's entertain this idea of the literal translation. See if there be any pain or sorrow that has become an idol in me. Wow, what a way to look at what wickedness is. Maybe that is why the Lord stresses repentance and forgiveness so much. Are we focusing so much on our trauma and what's been done to us that we completely forget God's command to forgive? 
disclaimer, because we always need them. Forgiveness does not exempt people from consequences, nor does it mean we should continue to grant access. Forgiveness sets us free. The beauty of scripture is that we can see repeating patterns. We have the ability to ask the Lord to forgive someone of their sin, but this does not exempt them from the consequences of sin. Numbers 14, 17 through 23 breaks this down. Quote, Lord, let your power be as great as when you said, the Lord patient, forever loving, he forgives wrongdoing and disobedience. He never lets the guilty go unpunished punishing children for their parents' sins to the third and the fourth generation. By your great love, please forgive these people's sins as you've been forgiving them from the time they left Egypt until now. The Lord said, I forgive them as you have asked, but as I live and as the glory of the Lord fills the whole earth, I solemnly swear that none of these people who saw my glory and the miraculous signs I did in Egypt and in the desert will see the land which I promised their ancestors. They have tested me now 10 times and refused to obey me. None of those who treat me with contempt will see it. So let's break this down. The non-sinner requests forgiveness for the sinner. Quote, by your great love, please forgive these people's sins. The Lord grants forgiveness. Quote, the Lord said, I forgive them as you have asked. The Lord holds sinner to consequences. Quote, none of those who treat me with contempt will see it, meaning the promised land. So the purpose is to break the generational passing down of a curse. Sin creates a curse. Unforgiveness passes it down. Evil always puts its agenda on full display. A great example, though one I would ensure you spend much time explaining to your children, is Turning Red, a Disney Pixar movie. We see controlling moms to rebellious daughters. Generationally, offense is bred with the mom hiding stuff from the grandma, even as an adult. Without Jesus, they were able to barely keep it contained through coping mechanisms and spells to bind the demon to an object. What we witness is the grandmother and mother continuing to choose to fight demons while the daughter embraces and celebrates it. There was no extension of forgiveness. There was self-harm, hypersexuality, witchcraft, rebellion, lying, and personality change. They perpetuate the idea that children are smarter and more enlightened than their parents. This mindset of being enlightened has been around since Eve, for there's nothing new under the sun as this apple is bitten. I am grateful you decided to walk a mile with me, your host, Maria Wingard, on the Bridging Broken to Breakthrough podcast. I pray that through our conversation, Jesus reveals how he is bridging broken to breakthrough as we stroll through another mile in this journey called life. Hope will arise if you let him in your life today. To listen to past episodes or find out more, please visit hopewillarise.com.